Welcome to Creating Great Workplaces with Dr. Mark Hinderleiter. In his 30-year corporate career, Dr. Mark learned firsthand that healthy workplaces had a direct linkage to sustained growth and profitability, while dysfunctional workplaces experienced exactly the opposite. In his search for the secret sauce, Dr. Mark interviews senior executives from companies that have been recognized as a top workplace in their market or category. And now, here's your host, Dr. Mark Hinderleiter. Hi, everybody. This is Mark Hinderleiter. Welcome to Creating Great Workplaces. You know, great workplaces are just part of any company's brand. And typically, when we think brand, we think that's the domain of marketing. Now, brand has as much to do with the workplace and our ability to attract and retain talent as it does with our reputation with our customers. And on Creating Great Workplaces, every session, every episode, I interview C-suite leaders from companies that have been recognized as a top workplace in their market or in their industry. And the whole idea is to really get some insights into the secret sauce from that senior executive on how they were recognized and why they were recognized as a top workplace. Today, I'm flying solo because I have a story that I want to tell that I call the tale of two cultures. So just a little background. Right now, I own a business called Third Way Inc. And I work with companies to develop their leaders and the health of their workplace culture so that they can attract talent, retain talent, and have a positive impact on their business results. And my 30-year corporate career was really what set me up to do what I do today. So a little bit about those 30 years, 20 years with a company, which was really where I grew up in the corporate world. I started out as an HR generalist and became a vice president for this company that I worked for for 20 years. So this company had two cultures. For the first 18 years, it was a really healthy culture. We had a CEO that really was committed to creating a great workplace and committed to creating career opportunity for people. And that was really a big part of the secret sauce of that company is just uh, great leadership, healthy workplace culture, a lot of pride in that workplace. People loved working for that company and a lot of career opportunity. I was a, an example of that going from a HR generalist to a company vice president. That happened with a lot of people that they really grew in their career. My 20 years was was pretty average. There were That was pretty common because people worked there for a long time because of the culture, because of the leadership, and also because of the business results. So that healthy culture with, with really great leadership, again, had impact on longevity, had impact on pride, had impact on people really wanting to go the extra mile, and it had an impact on business results. So that company for my first 18 years was consistently profitable, consistently grew, and consistently created opportunities for people because of growth, and consistently got a lot of good bonuses. 
So really, uh, the, the point of this story, that this first culture was great leadership, healthy workplace culture, really impacted business results, profitability and growth over an 18-year period of time. And then it changed. New leadership came in with a very different attitude. And that was, you know, people really didn't matter. Culture really wasn't on anybody's radar. The only thing, two things that mattered were the bottom line and uh, running up the stock price, you know, for, for this new senior leadership. So here's the irony of singular focus on bottom line and stock price. The bottom line went from consistently profitable to out of business in nine years, destroyed the bottom line. And the stock price went from a high of $80 to nothing, zero, no value, out of business. And so what I saw with with that company was healthy culture, great leadership, opportunity, pride, career growth, and financial results. And then the flip side of that, arrogant leadership, didn't respect people, didn't value culture, focused on the bottom line and the stock price and destroyed the bottom line and the stock price. And so the lesson that I learned after leaving that company was leadership and culture are a company's superpowers or they are a company's kryptonite. I saw it firsthand. So second story is similar to this. Uh, worked for a company for 10 years. I was the head of HR. Uh, became a billion dollar company in those 10 years. Global company. Uh, footprint on four continents. And for most of those 10 years, it was like the first story. Great CEO. The terrific senior leadership and that went down uh, into you know middle management and frontline management. Really healthy workplace culture. Same kinds of things. A lot of pride. A lot of longevity. People went the extra mile. Just great career growth. You know, people went from kind of frontline customer facing jobs to management jobs. That was very common. And again, profitability. So this company that had great leadership and a healthy workplace culture had 52 consecutive quarters of profitability to include the recession of 08 and 09. And so here's a little insight into leadership and culture and approach to that business. So we had a CEO that would attend what we called technician lunches. Technicians were the, the skilled blue collar employees that worked in our customers' plants and solved our customers' problems. And they would come in for training and our CEO would have a technician lunch. And I participated in many of those. And one thing that CEO said to these technicians over and over again is, you are at the top of the organizational pyramid because you are taking care of our customers. I am at the bottom of the organizational pyramid because I've never solved a customer problem. And my job is to support you so that you can be successful. And every leader in this room has the same job 
to make sure that you are successful in taking care of our customers. And we were, because these technicians, these customer facing people felt so respected and so valued. That's exactly how they treated our customers with respect and making sure that they solved their problems. And they all the time went the extra mile to solve that customer's problems and to provide our services. And so great leadership, healthy workplace culture, respect for people, particularly the customer facing people, resulted in great financial performance. Like I said, 52 consecutive quarters of profitability. And then it changed. New leadership pretty much flipped that organizational pyramid upside down again. And in this case, senior leadership was at the top, which is kind of the traditional view. And everybody else kind of went down that organizational pyramid. So very top-down approach, didn't really respect people, didn't really uh, respect or value the importance of culture. And again, the thing that mattered most was the bottom line. Well, ironically, and, and the stock price, ironically, or not so ironically, under that leadership, has had zero profitable quarters going on four years, none. Not only not 52 in a row, none in a row, or, or, or about 20 in a row of, of unprofitable quarters. And so again, I learned that health, great leadership and a healthy workplace culture that really respected and valued people has a direct impact on the bottom line and once again, I saw that firsthand, experienced that firsthand. And I also experienced when it changed, when leadership didn't value those things, but just valued uh, bottom line and stock price, destroyed the bottom line. And the stock price has sat at a, at a low for a few years now. And so... That's really the tale of two cultures from my own experience. Healthy culture, great leadership, great opportunity, great pride, resulting in consistent financial performance. Misguided leadership and, and sometimes arrogant leadership doesn't value people, doesn't really nurture a culture or pay attention to the culture or even care about the, the workplace culture, but really focused on bottom line and stock price had a negative impact on the bottom line and the stock price. So that's really the message that I wanted to convey from my own experience. And right now, today, it's even more critical. You know, we've, we've, I've been reading about this turnover tsunami coming with COVID dissipating and the economy opening up, creating a lot more job opportunities for people. So now we're moving into an employee-driven market. They have choices. So that's why a lot of people are predicting this turnover tsunami. People are now open to a better opportunity. What I would say is the turnover tsunami has already started. The Department of Labor reported that in April, just a couple of months ago, more Americans quit their job, left their job on their own. More Americans did that since any time in the last 21 years, since the year 2000. So think about that. 
just a year ago in the throes of COVID, so many people lost their job and the ones that were able to keep their job just were hanging on with a white knuckle grip to keep the job that they had. And now it's, it's completely changed where people now have job options. So let's go back to culture. If somebody works for a, a company that has really great leadership and a healthy workplace culture, those are really good reasons to stay. If somebody works for a company that has an unhealthy or even a toxic workplace culture, that is a compelling reason to leave and find a better opportunity. In fact, uh, recently Glassdoor reported uh, in some research that they did that today's workforce, about 85% of today's workforce will absolutely factor in culture into their decisions to stay or go. And whatever company they do look at for another opportunity, they are really looking at culture. And there's a whole lot of data to, to find that on Glassdoor, on Indeed, and on the kind of the work and job-related social media sites. So that's really my message is culture matters and leadership has an obligation to create a healthy workplace culture. You know, back in the day in the 20th century, the preeminent thought leader when it came to management was Peter Drucker. And one of the famous quotes that Drucker is known for is that culture eats strategy for breakfast. And really what I believe he meant was culture is really important. And if you have the choice of a great culture or a great strategy, you're going to likely be more successful if you have a great culture. Well, what was awesome about that was Drucker elevated the awareness of how important culture was. And what I would say today, if I could be bold enough to maybe update what I believe the saying should be today is a smart business strategy includes a plan and a strategy for culture. So culture is part of the business strategy. They, so it's not either or, they should, they should go hand in hand. When we're thinking about business strategy, whether it's our go-to-market strategy, our pricing strategy, our technology strategy, we should also be thinking about and planning for a culture strategy. What do we want the culture to be? How are we going to create it? How are we going to keep monitoring it? And not only just maintaining it, but enhancing it. So culture and strategy must go together to have a great workplace. So you might be in three places if you're running a department or a company. You might have a great culture that you are proud of and you are very clear that people are, are proud to be part of your organization. And that's a, that's a competitive advantage for you. And what I would say to you is don't take it for granted. Keep nurturing it. Keep watering it and keep enhancing it so that it continues to be a competitive advantage for you. If you have an okay culture, you've got some work to do. A good starting point is, you know, get your leadership team together and really 
talk about culture as you talk about strategy. You know, what do you want it to be? What are the opportunities for improvement, like right now, short term? And then what are some things to do in the long run? And sometimes it's helpful to bring somebody in from the outside to help you with that conversation. So I want to encourage you to do that. I do that for a living, but whether it's me or somebody else, I really want to encourage you to bring somebody in and help facilitate that conversation. Somebody who is really understands culture and how to build it and maintain it and enhance it. And here's the third place you might be. You have a really unhealthy workplace culture. And if you're not aware of it, I can't help you. And nobody can. If you are aware of it, then you know that you are at a competitive disadvantage. And so you got work to do and time's a-wasting. So the first place I want to encourage you to start is, I'm going to call it addition by subtraction, figure out what's what's really contributing to your unhealthy culture or toxic culture. Uh, that could be people. You might have leaders that are contributing to that toxic culture. They got to go. You might have policies that are contributing to a, what I'm going to call an employee unfriendly culture. So look at your people, particularly your leaders, look at your policies. And that's a great place to start. Again, I would bring in, I'd bring in a surgeon, you know, again, a professional who understands culture that can really help you do some triage and, and figure out some things to do in the short term and then create a long-term strategy. So that's my advice, my encouragement to leaders in businesses. My contact information is mark at thirdwayinc.com and Third Way Inc. is all spelled out. Uh, you can just connect with me on LinkedIn and I'm happy to help. So folks, thanks for listening. A company's leadership and culture can either be twin superpowers or absolute kryptonite. It's your choice. Thanks for listening. I like to say that great podcasts are the new MBA where we can keep learning and growing in real time. Have a great week. Take care. Companies with healthy, engaging workplaces have a distinct advantage over the competition in any industry. We hope you got at least one tip from this podcast to move you forward in creating a workplace people are proud to be a part of. Thanks for listening to Creating Great Workplaces with your host, Dr. Mark Hinderleiter. For a complimentary consultation, call Dr. Mark at 636-346-8466. For more information, visit us at thirdwayinc.com. That is T-H-I-R-D-W-A-Y-I-N-C.com. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.